next level of the leadership that God has for us. A leader, a leader is, not, is, not, is not born, a leader is made. And you're a leader. If you consider yourself a leader, you're being formed, you're being made. And maybe in the level of the oven of God where you are now, it may be in a very low level or in a high level. You may be an apostle already. I don't know. You may be just uh, somebody comes in and cleans the carpet in the church. I don't know. But what I do know is that when God is wanting you to climb, to climb to the next level of the leadership of your calling, God's going to make sure that you listen. God's going to make sure that you are able to see and hear what he has for you. You'll either hear it through the prophets, through your preacher, through your pastor. You'll hear it through your other leadership. You know, oh, God will speak to you in your heart concerning, you know, your walk with him. I believe that God is speaking to us continually. And if you don't believe it, just go to sleep. When you go to sleep, a lot of times God speaks to us through dreams. Because we don't listen when we're awake. Anybody been there? I mean, you don't have to get super spiritual with this. You really don't. God's been trying, you know, I, I've heard people come to me, tell me, brother, Pastor Jim, I, 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 had, a, I had a dream about this, this, and this. I go, wait, God's been speaking to you. You need to listen to him. He's been telling you to do certain things, and you won't listen. You know, uh, much less listen while you're awake. But you need to listen while you're sleeping, because you won't listen when you're awake. So, you know, do something about what God is showing you about growing or climbing to the next level in leadership. Um, in, in 1 Kings 19, 19, I'm reading from the CJB. I, I don't know if y'all have it. It's called the Complete Jewish Bible. But it's in English. I said, I found it. I go, wow, it's a cool Bible. I don't know if you read it. It's pretty cool. It's right there. Look, that's the one. So he says, he left and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat. Uh, he was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen. He himself was behind the 12th. And Elijah went over to him and threw his cloak on him. I like this. He left the oxen, ran after Elijah and said, please, please let me kiss my father and my mother goodbye. And then I will follow you. And he answered, go, but return because of what I did to you. Not what I did for you. It says there, but what I did, is it still there? Yeah, what I did to you. And Elisha stopped following him. Then he took the yoke of oxen, slaughtered, let me see, yeah, yeah. slaughtered them, cooked their meat over, over wooden yokes of the oxen and gave it to the people to eat. And then he got up, went after Elijah, and became his servant. I want you to see here. It's a kind of like a sequence of how God allows us to climb in, into leadership. To go up the stairway to escalate in the area of leadership that God is calling us. I believe that prophetically, God would have us to continue to walk into the purposes of God. Because at this time, um, Elijah already had some issues about uh, you know, 
doing the work of God. A great man of God. A great man of God. Elijah, I tell you what, he was a, a prophet of prophets, I think. But he had, he had gotten scared when Jezebel was after him. When this witch was going to knock him down. When this woman had basically threatened him to, to have him killed. And he ran for his life and he's hiding. He's hiding from, from, uh, uh, from Jezebel and, and, and all this that's going on. And God begins to speak to him in, in, in a special way. I know how God would speak to a prophet. It's kind of, it's kind of funny how God speaks to prophets. You know, I've, I've met prophets before. And when they tell me how God speaks to them, I'm, I'm like, wow. How come he don't talk to me like that? He talks to you. He tells you all these awesome things. And you see these tremendous visions. I go, no, dude. All I see in the morning is my wife. That's all I see in the morning when I get up. That's, that's all I see. I see her go, oh, she's still alive, praise God. You know, I'm lucky. I'm lucky, man. You know, if, if, uh, because when the word of God speaks to me, that's about what I'm going to get during the day. You know what I'm talking about? I can see angels once in a while. You know, that's, that's, that's cool. That's cool for me. But the prophetic thing is like, whoa. But you know, those guys that are prophets... When, when, when the judgment comes around, they're going to get a, a stronger... It just seems to me, I'm, I might be wrong, but God, 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 what He's given to us, the light of what He's given to us, He will ask, you know, uh, for us to, to be able to tell Him, look, this is what I did with what you gave me. Did I use what you give me? Am I using the time you gave me? Am I using the gifts that you bestowed upon me? And... This prophet received that. Elijah was a prophet who had seen God move, seen God do many, many wondrous things. And at this time, he's ready to, to give it up. God was, a, was dealing with him concerning the situation. And when, when, when he finally gets to him, he says, this is what you're going to do. You're going to go and anoint Hazel is king of, over Syria, and then you will anoint uh, Jehu, the son of Nimshi, as king over Israel. And Elisha, the son of Shaphat, you shall anoint as prophet in your place. In other words, someone is going to take your place. You, you are going to, this is going to be part of your work, part of the job. One of the things that I've learned through the years is that as a leader... I've had to learn how to start a church, how to begin a church with whatever knowledge I had. And then when God told me, he says, I want you to construct the church. And the first thing I told God, I said, God, I'm not an engineer. Hello. I'm not a contractor. Hello. I can, I can barely read a measuring tape. Forget it. I'm not, I can't do this. I can't do this. And my wife kids me all the time. She says, you see that wall, honey? I go, this wall? Said, yeah, look what it looks like. It looks like this. <laughs> Sarah, are you making fun of me again? She goes, no, honey. I'm just letting you know it's all crooked. <laughs> oh, well. You know, better luck next time. Next time. <laughs> but when was the last time you built a church like that? You think about it. You know? I was out there, Isaac was very young at that time, and my son Jacob, 
They were out there with me. They were out there, were out there digging ditches, digging holes, uh, getting ready to lay cement. It was a lot of work. You know, I don't know why still to this day, I can't understand why we didn't hire a backhoe. <laughs> we did everything with pick and shovel. You know, I just, we just like to suffer. <laughs> Isaac knows why. Okay. <laughs> but the easy thing was that. The easy thing was to establish a church. The body, the believers, the building, build it. That was the easy thing, believe it or not. Even though it was so hard for me. But it was the easiest thing. The hardest thing was turning it over to the next guy. And that's what this man's about to do. He knew how to build a ministry. He knew how to have a vision for that, for those people, for that country, for that nation. He had a vision that would take him beyond what anyone could ever imagine. He, people respected this man so much that he was willing to be used of God to, to place or to put into place these, these, these government leaders, political leaders in, in Syria and Israel. I mean, he was a very important man with an important calling, important task. And yet when the time came, when he had to give it up, he had to give up that which God had given to him. And when God told me, okay, son, now it's time. Because, of my, because I kept praying, I said, God, I know that you've called me to be, to be involved in, in, in the pastorate, but I know there's got to be something else. Because down deep inside, you know that you know that you know. God tells you, you will do this work, and you will, you will learn how to hold on to it, but then you will learn how to let it go. And that was, that was to me, the key to my leadership. The key to my leadership wasn't to see the church grow in numbers and uh, being known there in, 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 the, in the city, uh, you know, for whatever thing we were doing or involved in. But it was, it was the fact that, that I was willing to let go of that ministry and turn it over to a son. When I would read about Paul the Apostle and his relationship with Timothy and with Titus and others that he had, he had, been, he had trained and they were his spiritual sons. And I said, Lord, I know Isaac is one of my spiritual sons. You know, sometimes uh, uh, he doesn't like like one, but I know he is. <laughs> He's always had a vision for that area, and I knew it. And so when, when the time came, I began to seek the Lord about how it's going to be done and with who is it going to be done with. And uh, that started a precedent of what was coming. In other words, God is getting me ready for other levels of leadership. I'm coming into the other levels now into, of, of leadership. Why? Because I became faithful in that small one and I learned some, many aspects of what God was doing to get me ready for that and get Isaac ready for that. When we turned it over to Isaac, I called Pastor Kevin. He said, brother, will you come? And the Lord showed me two aspects of how we're going to 
turned this work over and had to do with the torch, the fire of God. It had to do with the sword. The sword had meant the word of God, the authority of God. And we turned that, we turned that, that church, the finances, uh, the building, the leadership, everything over to my son Isaac and his wife, his new wife, Lara. When they started that church, I mean, when they started to, to pastor the church, uh, God did a wonderful, wonderful work. And ever since then, they have been, they have been doing an awesome job, a wonderful job. I am, I am, I am a, 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 a father, a spiritual father with that spiritual pride that says, you know what? They're doing a great job. They're doing awesome. And, it, you know, I'm alive to see it. That's what's so neat about it. I'm alive, I'm alive and I'm seeing this. I went to tell this to a, a, a friend of ours, a pastor there in Aguascalientes. I said, brother, when are you going to let go of your church? <laughs> he looked at me. I thought he was going to punch me. <laughs> I said, brother, you still love me, right? <laughs> he says, I don't know, but, you know, I don't know if I can do it the way you're doing it or the way you did it. I go, why is that? Well, my son, my son, he says, it's, he, he, he can't handle finances. You know, if I leave him the church, I leave him everything. Like when you left uh, Isaac, this, this guy will spend all the money and everything else. You, I mean, this, this church will go under. It will go bankrupt. I go, well, uh, I don't know about that. I said, uh, uh, my son had that issue also when he was younger. And I, know, I, I know that he married a, a good administrator, his wife. And she's not going to let him do that, you know. <laughs> and so that's been a real plus. But let me tell you. Elijah, when he finally came to that point where he's, gonna, he's getting ready to, to do what he needs to do concerning his anointing that God gave him, in, in, in the first step or in the first escalate, escalate means stair or step, the first escalate that we see here is uh, God confirms his calling to the prophet or in, in, in the life of the prophet Elijah for Elisha. In other words, God spoke to Elijah first, it seems like, before he spoke to Elisha. I don't know if you, if you see that. He spoke to him first. He says, you're going to go and anoint him. You're going to go and anoint Elisha because, you know, this is what I'm planning now. God had a, 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 a world plan a global plan, plan, and he had a plan for the people of Israel. And funny enough, when, he, when the time comes, he is getting confirmation from God for that young man. When my wife and I were in the Nazarene church when we first got saved, there in southern Florida, in the southern Florida district, we went to our pasture, and uh, we sat down in, in, in his office, and we said, it says, Pastor Naum, the Lord has called us. We believe he's called us to, to the ministry. And he says, uh, he says, I know he's called you to the ministry. I see it in you. I've already seen it. And God's already spoken to me about your calling. I go, what? Yes? <laughs> oh, I was surprised. He says, well, what do you want to do? I said, well, I believe God is calling me uh, to go and, and, and study somewhere, some Bible college of some sort or something. 
And he, he led me to a brother who, is, um, who was a part of, 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 of a, another college, a charismatic college there in Pensacola. And he gave me an application, and I sent it to, to Liberty Bible College there in Pensacola. And uh, they accepted us. And the church, the Nazarene church, prayed for us. They anointed us in that little Nazarene church, believe it or not, to go to a charismatic college. That was really weird, but that was, that was it. And we were sent, we went, but you know, our pastor knew. God had already spoken to him. Let me tell you something about leadership. It's important that you understand that God speaks to your pastor. God has not given you the grasshopper ministry. Hello. El ministerio saltamontes. He hasn't given you that. You give it to yourself. God is, God is calling a, a lot of us, a lot of you, to be, to be submissive to your pastor, to your mentor. Submit your heart to them. I don't care who, I don't care who is your pastor. Okay? You've got to do that because that's where the blessing comes from God to you. And because my wife and I did that, man, oh man, the blessing was there. Because we chose to submit our hearts to a leader, to that man. When he told me to sit down, I sat down. Trust me. When he told me not to play the drums, I wouldn't play the drums anymore. I mean, this guy was a tough guy. And I said, Lord, if that's, if that's what a pastor is, then I guess I got to learn to submit myself to him. I've been a rebel all my life. I've been a rebel, God, and I'm learning how to submit my heart to this man. Lord, if it wasn't for you, I'd never do it. But I'm doing it for the love of Jesus. Are you listening to me? But because of that, the anointing came. And we ended up in the right place, in the right time, with the right people. With a bunch of crazy charismatics, hallelujah. Filled with the Holy Ghost. I'll tell you, that changed our perspective of ministry. It changed our perspective of missions. That church was so connected to missions that they were sending missionaries I mean, every year, I don't know, 5, 10, 20 missionaries would go out from that church around the world. And that church would support them. It was incredible. And so I knew that God was about to do something awesome and great. And let me tell you something. We go and we walk into the, 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 the wholeness of what God is doing in our lives as ministers. God has your number. God knows who you are. He's been talking to you. He's been calling you. And you think this is all there is. And God says, no, there's more. I have things for you that, that you don't really expect right now because you can't, just because you can't see them, it doesn't mean they're not there. Just because you don't feel them, doesn't mean that God is not preparing the atmosphere for you to step into that calling, that anointing. You've got to, you, you, you've got to escalate into that calling. You've got to escalate into that place that God is allowing you to go into. 
I believe because of time, I'm, I'm not going to share very long because I know a lot of you have fallen asleep already. But um, we just ate, so I believe that God is going to raise up an army this, in this generation that has their eyes focused on the purposes of God to want to grow. I'm growing every day. I'm growing every day. He's been teaching me things that I've never, never thought I would ever learn. Some through experience, some through his word, some through others, others who have still I'm listening to teachings and, and what, what, they're, what, what they're saying about the revelation of God concerning different things. And, and I'm in awe. I'm in awe. That God would still want to impart upon me his revelation, his grace, his understanding. And for us to be able to impart that on others. Our second mission, Canada Honda. We call it Canada Honda like a, like a Honda car, you know. Uh, we're, turning, we're getting ready to turn it over, Lord willing, and, and not, not too long. And the pastors are right here this, this morning. This, they're here with us today. It'll be Mario and Christy. They're, they'll be the ones that'll be the, the next pastors of that work. And it, it's just, it's been, a, it's been a miracle from one miracle to another miracle. Again, because I decided, my wife and I decided to get under our leadership. And God would speak to them. And they would tell us, you need to go. You need to do this. You need to trust God. And because we, we're always willing to do the work, they would let us go. When they anointed us and prayed for us on Liberty, Liberty Church, on their Ken Summerall Ministries, and they sent us out to Mexico in 1988, God began to open doors because we went under another missionary there in Mexico, Brother Roger West. And from there, you know, God just would open another door, and then he would open another door. You know, I'm not afraid of doors being open. Are you listening to me? Because when the door is open, guess who I call? You say, you call Jesus? Of course I call Jesus. But I call those who are my overseers. I tell him, Pastor Kevin, God's calling us to Aguascalientes from Guadalajara. What do you think? He would ask me certain questions. He said, well, I have God's peace, brother. Go ahead. Then we spoke to our brother who was in charge of missions at that time in, in Pensacola, Globe International. He said, Brother Tina, we know, we know what you're doing. We know who you are. Go for it. Go do the work. And it's, this is so important because the Bible says in, in that last part of this verse, verses that we just read, it says, and then he got up, went after Elijah, and became his servant. In other words, he went to serve his mentor. He went under the mentor, went to work for him, with him. And, you know, I don't know, but if you ever had a boss that's just real bossy, and it's not real nice, how many of you have ever had a boss like that? You know there's pastors like that too? Y'all know what I'm talking about. I don't know how Elijah was. <laughs> but I, I figured that guy, that guy was a tough guy. You don't mess around with Elijah. And Elisha, he wanted to ask permission, wanted to go kiss his parents, 
went and go kill the cows. You know, this guy was like, <laughs> he had things to do. And Elijah wasn't going to put up with it. But I tell you what happened. Elisha got the double anointing that he asked for. Because he saw. He saw the man of God when he got taken away. He believed God for that. And I'm telling you today, some of you have got to believe God for the greater things that he has for you. Stay focused on what he has for you. The doors are going to open for you. They will come open. But do the right things. Submit your heart to your leadership. Submit your heart one to another. Love the people around you. Serve Jesus Christ. Be a servant to all. You know? Do it. And you'll see how God's going to open doors for you. Amen? Brother, God's going to give you strategy. You speak English, brother? God's going to give you strategy. That's what God spoke to me about you. Naum, right? I see God setting up strategy before you. And I, I see you writing down the things, the things he's going to be sharing with you. Or he's already sharing with you, I think. I don't know. I see you kind of like mapping it out. This is how it's going to be. This is going to be. You are a pastor, right? Or you're not a pastor yet? Or you're going to be a pastor? Are you in the oven still? Hallelujah. He's in the oven? Amen. Okay, right? So, brother, sit down. Strategize. Ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, how would you like me to do this? And sit down with your pastor. This man is your pastor right here? You love this man? I love him too. Okay, I'm glad you love him. Hallelujah. But he has a lot of wisdom to share with you. So always be humble, brother. Be humble. Walk in humility before the Lord. I see you walking in humility. Every time you walk in humility, brother, God begins to expand you, expand the vision inside you. So walk in humility. Put on that mantle of humility every day when you pray. Put it on. And say, God, I, I, you're making me to be the man of God. I'm not doing this. You're making me, God. Hallelujah. You're showing me how to do this. Hallelujah, Hallelujah brother. So, brother, what may seem hard in certain instances that you're going to be doing, said, don't worry about it. God's going to deal with those situations, and God's going to provide for you. Provision is going to be a major part of what you're going to be praying. And God's going to say, don't worry, because I'm going to be there for you. Trust me. In the ways, in the, in the least way that you would think that he will provide, he's going to provide for you. You'll see God's hand come upon you. Are you married? Okay. Your wife's outside? Okay. She's watching the baby? Okay. All right. What's your wife's name? Miriam. Miriam. Father, I bless Naomi and Miriam. I bless the calling that you've given in their lives. I thank you, Lord, for the doors that are being opened for them, Father God, as they step into in the realm of the ministry. Lord, you have promised to be there with them and to sustain them, to strengthen them, to show them, Lord God, every aspect of that ministry. And Lord God, I speak that they will prosper in the ways of the Lord. They will prosper in the vision. I thank you, Father, Father that his preaching will be a fiery preaching. He'll preach in fire, Lord God, and he'll speak the word of the Lord. He'll speak even to, 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 to the realm of the Spirit, Father God. Lord, and he will submit his heart to his pastor. He'll walk in that submission, Lord God, knowing that through that, the blessing comes for him and his family and through all that church in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you love the Lord, give him a praise offering. Amen.
and they're going to launch in November. Hallelujah. Yeah. Did you say anything about his wife? She's not in here. Anybody, does anybody feel anything special about Sister Miriam? See, I already know too much. That's why I'm saying. Hallelujah. Y'all want to hurry? We got five hours till 7 (laughs) o'clock. We don't have to stay that long. Yes, Lord. There she is. No? No, that's Laura. That's Isaac. Yes, Jesus. You didn't see anything for anybody else, huh? While we're waiting. Hallelujah. Yes, Jesus. Yeah, when I travel, I do popcorn prophecies. I let it pop and pop and pop. I, I just see my, my brother. Um, Which one? Como digamos otra vez, hermano? Nertali. Brother, God showed me, he speaks English too, right? God showed me, brother, that you are a loyal man. You're a man that, a man that God can trust. God can trust you. He can trust you with many things, important things, brother. Even things that, that, that are going to be in the heart of your pastor, he's going to share with you. And things that other pastors will come to share with you. I don't know if you're going to be one that's going to be sent out too, but you you would easily you would easily go, brother. You would easily go because you're a man trust who is trustworthy. I I, I see just the, the, the fire of God on you, brother, with the calling and an anointing. Uh, you're going to break many yokes of the enemy in in the area where you will work, and even when you pray, God has been training you. God has been training like 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 when when you go to. Uh, uh, the, the army camp, you know, God's been training you to get ready, to get ready for, for battles that are going to come, battles that are going to be there, and God's going to give you the victory. You will not be alone, brother. God's giving you, you know, that, that, that backup that you need, all the resources that you need, brother, because you will do the work that God has called you to do. Yes. This is your precious wife, right? She speaks English too? Habla un poquito. Hermanita, yo te doy con un espíritu de oración, de intercesión y de creer a Dios por milagros. Dios te va a usar a ti para poner manos sobre gente. Tú crees al Señor. No te dejes limitar por lo que por lo que ves, por lo que sientes, por lo que la gente dice. Tú crees al Señor porque Dios tiene palabra de Dios para ti, para esas mujeres, para esas personas y para familias completas. Hermana, prepárate para lo que viene porque es algo bueno, algo sabroso. Algo grande y poderoso. Amén. Yo te bendigo en el nombre de Jesús. Aleluya. Tu niña va a fluir. Tu niña va a fluir en, en, en música. Yo la veo fluir en música. Dios la va a levantar poderosamente. Usted lleva a, a, a los buenos músicos. Aquí hay un buen músico aquí. Amén. Va, eh, que aprendan porque van a dirigir la música. Y, y, y el aspecto profético va a fluir en ustedes como familia. Como familia van a poder ver y escuchar la voz del Señor. 
que lo que Dios va a estar haciendo Así que agárrense porque lo mejor está por llegar Amén, los bendigo en el nombre de Jesús Amén, amén She says That's Miriam Amen. You speak English too, sister? Okay. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. <laughs> How many kids do you guys have? How many kids? Three kids, okay. Okay, so five and all. Okay. How many boys? Four boys. Two. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Hallelujah. It's almost like a whole team. You know, four, almost five. Okay. 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 <laughs> Hallelujah. Can, can, can I, can, try, venga, mano, venga, 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 venga. Pon, pon tu mano así, ándale, ahora sí. Errosondalara, can you extend your hands to this couple, please? Oramasite de besondara. Errosondalara bashi ondorobosendere. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Sister, I see you speaking to the mountain. I see you speaking to the mountain. And the giants that, that, are, that are standing there that would come against you, speak to them and tell them to be moved and be thrown into the sea. I see you as a woman of faith, a woman that is willing to trust God when others would not, would not trust him. God has given you in your heart uh, a calling and a vision and an anointing to break many, many, many situations that, that will come up against you and your husband and even, even in the ministry and even against your family. So in the name of Jesus, I speak un seto de protección, protection of God around you, around your children, and even the calling upon your children. I see the calling of God upon your kids. They are being called to ministry, being called to do things that God only God can do in them, but they will see it in you. You need to trust God, my sister. You need to see what God has for you and through you. You need to see yourself as God sees you and he sees you as his princess. You are the princess of God and you walk in healing. You, you step into the realm of healing for those that need healing. You will impart healing upon those that, are, that walk around you, close to you, and, and God has, has granted you the gifts, even the gifts of healings, even in the lives of those that are walking and, and walking near you or far from you, uh, that you'll be able to impart in them life and healing. I speak that even now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. En el nombre de Jesús. God, confirm your calling on her life, her heart even the pastorate lord god let her see that it is your hand upon them not only upon him but upon her you will have work to do and the work that you will do will bring forth glory to god in all that you speak in all that you say you will speak life into those that are hurting and god will use you to disciple to train to teach And so I bless you in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Amen, amen. He was telling me that they bought property in Honduras on top of a mountain. 
you know, her vision is to have a restoration place there for broken people and those who have addictions and all kinds of problems like that. So when he said mountain, we knew that you're on that the Holy Ghost was talking to you. <laughs> yeah, you need to get stirred up. Turn around and look at my sister-in-law right there. Wave at her, Vicky. She worked for the United God was it United Gospel Rescue Mission downtown Nashville, the women's mission. That was a big one, you know. But she, you ought to let her pray for you, pray with you, and then turn around and look at this couple right here. She was a missionary to what Philippines, and and your brother was to China, and she was with YWAM. And then she met Doug in our church. He got saved in our church and went through our whole ministry school. Then he went through the A, what do you call it, AA, uh, the Addictions Professional Training. And he is a professional addictions counselor. Not AA, but it was A something, I know. But uh, anyway, he got called. He came to me on a mission trip to Mexico and told me, God's calling us to Mexico. And so he had, they had a center, like an addiction center, kind of like Teen Challenge, like my brother used to direct. And so you need to talk to them. Let them pray with you. Yeah, because they have a now a home down by Mission, Texas. Isn't that where it is? Yeah. And uh, it's for men that come out of prison especially. And they train and disciple these men. And then... Doug, do you still go across the border? Okay, he used to before COVID. He went across the border and preached in the prisons on the, what was the name of that city? Reynosa. Right on the border, though. And then, then in the prison there on the United States side. And so they've got a ministry. There's a few people here that have similar attributes that, you get all you can. Get them to pray and impart, you know, the wisdom of God in those areas. Hallelujah. Yeah. Well, you know what? We're going to have a powerful time tonight. It's going to be unbelievable. I think it would be one of the best services we probably have had here in a long time. We had a pretty good one last night. You know, the Spirit of Grace was moving in a powerful way. And, of course, you know, I don't want to belabor time because, you know, we get in that prophetic vein and we could prophesy all afternoon over people. But uh, you came a long way, some of you, and before you you go back, make sure you get what you came for. Yeah, anyway, you'll hear me say more tonight, too, about what the future holds and what ha is happening. And it's going to be a fantastic next few years that we're going to see. But uh, I know you'd like to go take a nap now probably, so everybody stand up and stretch. It's 10 after 2. you got some time. You can go rest or you can go shopping. You know, The ladies probably like to go shopping. The men want to take a nap. <coughs> so... Anyway, the Lord bless you and keep you until tonight. And, uh, you know, some of our men, I don't know, I think we may have to pull out some more chairs because we've got to 
a bunch of people coming from Arkansas tonight, I know. There's going to be some others as well. Anyway, Lord bless you. If you need a ticket for the banquet Saturday night, they're over here. Honey, you going to man the tickets? Or she'll sell you a ticket if you need one. As I look around, most of you have tickets. But uh, the banquet will be at the Westwood Banquet Center Saturday evening at 6. Pastor Eliezer will be sharing there. Zach will sing a little bit after we eat, and then he'll deliver a word to you that's going to knock your socks off. All right. God bless. Be safe in Jesus' name.